Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. I'm Moshe Kasher. And I'm Natasha Legero. Thanks for listening. And uh, very exciting results have come in on our Is It Okay to Go Into a Restaurant Five Minutes Before It Closes poll. No one understands my point of view. Your point of view is incorrect. My point of view is that the kitchen closes, but the place is still open. I think everybody understands. You can go in. (laughs) If the kitchen closes at 10, but the place is open until 1130, you're saying you won't go into a place at 940? Okay, right now... That is crazy. Right now what you're doing... First of all, what you're doing is something called changing the the goalposts. It's an argument technique. I think it's called that. But it's much similar to uh, when I said that Robert Redford was in uh, Midnight Cowboy. Uh, it wasn't Robert Redford. I forgot to mention that, everybody. I know it wasn't Robert Redford. And and I'm going to be honest with you also. This is many episodes ago. This is an Easter egg for you. Uh, when we were editing the episode, I realized my folly, but I just thought the way I was saying Redford was really funny, so I left it in. It was John Voight. I know it's John Voight because we have the same political affiliations. But um, so I think it's called changing the goalposts, but I could be wrong about that. Which is that wasn't your original argument, but it's open for a, an hour and a half. No, I'm not saying that's part of the argument, but that is a possibility. But that wasn't what you said. You said it's people are thinking that like everyone's trying to go home and I'm like, no, I want to eat. I just want to come in when the kitchen's still open. Right. Five minutes before it closes. But then I won't take longer than the other people who are there. Natasha. I okay, feel, I get it. I lost. Well, I feel like I've lost every argument we've had on here. The The results have been astounding. Like I said, you got emails from your coworkers saying they always side with you. So this was a real victory for me. 
I would say that 99% of the people that responded uh, were Team Moshe. Some of them were even pained by it. They were like, as much as I hate to agree with Moshe, I'd love to be in solidarity with you, sister, woman to woman, but I have to agree with Moshe. It is incorrect and wrong to enter a restaurant five minutes before it closes. She made air quotation marks, just so you podcast listeners know. She said it closes in air quotation marks. Well, because the kitchen's closed, but the... You know, people are still there enjoying themselves. The only people that agreed with you were like thirsty dudes trying to like have extramarital affairs with you on Instagram. And I felt good. I felt, I still feel good. I'm, it's been over a week and I'm drafting on the, on the euphoria of winning that argument. It's been good. I wake up in the morning, I roll over, I say to Tosh, remember the whole restaurant thing? It's been awesome. Well, it's hard knowing what's morally correct. Right. We, uh, because of the resounding, uh, I don't actually have a position on this next thing, but we have another ethical quandary to lob to you and see what the masses think. So Moshe's dog, Pablo, that I've inherited, who is a very bad dog, he, you know, bites people. He barks constantly. He makes it very hard for us to have people over. He has seizures. He has seizures now. Let's add that to it where he pisses. That's not part of bad dog, but that's part of life. And he, He's got issues shits and pisses all over the house well sometimes he shits and pisses because he has a seizure so let's be a little sensitive okay to his little poo poo so anyway when i walk around our neighborhood it can't be overstated how bad of a dog pablo is he is truly uh, the kind of dog that 10 out of 10 dogs he walks by he will go ape shit apoplectic like losing his mind and then like we got like a thing for his neck to make him like get electrocuted slightly no we didn't not electrocuted but like a little bit of a shock no nope. <laughs> no nope, that didn't happen but i was gonna say that didn't work either. Uh, well that didn't happen oh you're we afraid would... some animal rights activists will take him away good let's get this dog taken away we did get a, sm- a slight behavior correcting uh collar and, uh, this is after spending thousands and thousands of dollars to try to get him trained. He's like, a he's an, he's an issue adult dog, and I'm an issue adult boy, and that's why I relate to him. He also has a bald chest, which is the only reason. Every time I look at Pablo, I just think no one else would have adopted this dog. I, he is so lucky I got sprung on that bald chest and went in and adopted him. Well, it was a mistake. You think? No, I mean, here's the do thing. Do you love him? <laughs> Okay. No, I do. I do. (laughs) But wait, here's the thing. Do you love our daughter? Of course. I would have been crazy if you had a nice pause. No, I definitely love love my child. Speaking of pause, let's get back to Pablo. Oh, yeah. So let me tell you. So I was walking down. I was walking the reservoir around. We live in this area where there's like a big lake you can walk around. And I was walking around it. And Pablo doesn't like loose fabric. (laughs) coming towards him so like that is know, an issue he has but all dogs no dog no, but like it. one time a woman came was walking towards us and she had bell bottoms on so he like re- reached out and like tried to bite her bell bottoms to be then, fair like come on bell bottoms <laughs> i'm like, just saying with the times she like or like if someone has palazzo pants on like anyone who has like what's a palazzo pants? it's just like a baggy pant at the ankle like he, he hates ravers he hates he skaters. doesn't like if there's extra material right that's fair so he likes a tight pant i have my baby buggy Hips, hipster dog and i have my three dogs connected to this on a leash and then i'm walking down the street and this old man comes towards me and he has on shorts let me guess they're loose no his shorts are fine, but his he, then he has on baggy socks. Oh, no. And they're like 
fall, falling down. Oh no! You know, like like the elastics gone, so they're just kind of like. Oof, that's rough. Sagging. I I used to know a um, wardrobe girl called them quitters. <laughs> so he's got these like socks on. He's wearing some quitters. He's wearing some quitters, and he's walking towards us, kind of like aggressively. Mm. Pablo goes for him. All right, yeah. now let me say this. His legs are already full of scabs. He got a scabby leg, quitter, quitter foot, scabby leg. The old man has a lot of scabs on his leg. He's probably almost 90. He's old. Okay. And he lives in a house that I pass all the time, which is a hoarder's house. It's like a scary situation. Actually, what's And kinda... with a hoarder's car parked out front. Yeah, that's the kind of cool part. I've never seen that combo before. So, it's a clear hoarder's house. Hoarder's but, house, but hoarder's car. But in front of the, of the hoarder's house is a matching car like you can tell oh that car belongs to that house because it's got like a tarp over it and it's like filled with three feet of garbage so so pablo sees this man coming towards us yelps at him i mean he's missing most of his teeth but somehow pablo is not the old man the old man did not have any teeth but pablo is also (laughs) who knows who had less teeth (laughs) But Pablo... <laughs> His teeth were called quitters, too. Pablo lunged so fast. All of a sudden, I look at this man, and there was like a tiny drip of blood coming down his shin. He bit him. Pablo seems like he bit this guy, but what, what I think... seems like? Well, because I think he kind of like licked one of his loose scabs. Because <laughs> I really don't think he, you think he bit lu- him. Wait, you think he lunged at him and then just like gave him an, an affectionate doggy kiss? I don't know what happened. He bit yes. him. Let's say he bit Okay, him. but it was like light. And the man, like light I bite. said, I'm not saying, I'm not making this up. He already had like skin disease sure. scabs crusting off of his legs. Let's just a- say he, he also closed at 1130. Yeah. <laughs> So right away, he's like, I need your phone number. Oh, so he was a character from a Tennessee Williams play. He was just like, he was like, what? Your dog just bit me. He starts yelling at me. Sure. In the way that that hoarder, a hoarder who lives at a house that has a matching car would yell at you. And I was like, sir, I'm very sorry. I think it's going to be fine. He's never really bit anyone before. Not true. (laughs) Never bit an adult before. Let's say that. I don't even this dog i don't know what to do no, with him i'm just saying i've like tried to get him fixed so the man wants my phone number right and he i'm wa- like he wants to follow up okay <laughs> and he lives by me right and i'm like okay no problem he gives me a piece of paper and i it, it's kind of a blur but i just started it's writing not a blur n a t a L I E, and then I just made up a phone number, and I was like, "Okay, sir, thank you." And you gave him the fake phone number, yes, fake name, fake phone number, yes. I remember you told me that, and I, I was like, I don't know what I would have done, but I am glad that I live with a woman with compromised ethics. <laughs> that you did that like i i I just have had problems with elderly people before and i don't want them coming to my house what do you mean you've had problems with elderly people well elderly people like are obsessed with the law and sometimes when you know it can just be it is true actually This, this generation more than any other of old people you know these like boomers they just they there's something they're so fucking uptight when it comes to being attacked by a dog like they just 
there's something about this generation. I'm, I'm telling you, he was barely attacked. Right. But the guy was like, right away wanted to call me. I, my and thing- I was just thinking like, I can't have this man in my life. I yeah. think he's going to be fine. I know Pablo doesn't have rabies. His, he's up to date on his shots. I probably did the wrong thing. Tell me what you would have done. I honestly think... I wish I could send a picture of his car, though. I, <laughs> I honestly think that if it were me, I would have been... I think it's because of years of training in AA that I'm like kind of a like a little bitch boy when it comes to like the rules. And I probably would have given him my phone number. But I am genuinely glad that you gave him a fake phone number. I'm from the streets and I'm a survivor. I know you're so from the streets. So that's like how I approach things. I'm more of like a preppy kind of like Ivy League boy. You know, I'm from the <laughs> I'm from the marina. And uh but I don't know what the right thing to do in that situation is. The to- right thing to do is to give this stranger who's clearly a little crazy yes. and obsessed with the law and maybe get into a, a lawsuit with the guy. Yes. Listeners. Why would you do that? What would you have done? What should Natasha have done? And what would you have done? Now, be honest. We would like to know what was the right thing to do. And I would like to say as a caveat that I did start writing the first three letters of my name. That's pretty cool of you, actually. <laughs> did you give him the right uh, area code as no, well? No, but when I was on the T, I was like, I changed my mind. That's interesting. So your moral <laughs> core is three letters long. You're like you know what I'm gonna do the no, right thing. No, my impulse right was thing. to do the right thing, but then my street kicked in and my smarts kicked in, and I was like, "Oh, I don't want this man." Wait, so you think street smarts is two also separate- this man was fine, right? And he already had scabs. He was already he already had crusted blood on his legs. What if he had hemophilia and he bled out, and that man is right now rotting on a pile of old TV guides and dead cats, dead? because of what Pablo did. And if he had called, he would have been able to get medical intervention. I mean, honestly, don't say it. It sounds it sounds like I I mean, would they take Pablo away if that happened? <laughs> oh my god. What would you do? <laughs> Listeners, tell us what you would do. We are curious. We would like to know, are we evil? Is Natasha evil? We had I have such my an ov- overwhelming response from our last uh our last moral quandary. That Indeed. We would like the hive mind to tell us how to behave in the future. Luckily, Pablo hasn't bitten anybody in a while, but he has had seizures, so maybe that'll calm him down Hopefully a bit. he doesn't bite our daughter. Hopefully he doesn't bite our daughter. But if he does, we'll say, I'll just say, <laughs> it's me, D-A-N. I'm Dan, and I'll leave. I won't let her know who I really was. And then I will I will move to Arizona. You are so lucky that that man is not like hanging around our house right now asking to like. I'm stoked on what you did. I liked it. I'm glad you weren't a quitter when it came to causing insurance fraud on an elderly man <laughs> who had to then treat his own wound and probably went deeper into debt. It was very small. Hopefully you're okay. What if he's a listener and he writes in, I was that old man. I still want your number. Well, I still can only walk on one side of the reservoir (laughs) in terror that I'm going to see him. I feel guilt. Okay, let's take a call. Now let's call Kelly from Texas. Hello. Hi, Kelly. It's Moshe Kasher. Hi. Hi, and I'm Natasha Legero. 
are y'all? Good. You really are from Texas. You you yalled us within the first five seconds. <laughs> I love it. Is that y'all don't say that? <laughs> no, we do. I mean, we do it a different way. We do, we do it, it ironically, like when we're making fun of people. No, like I'm from. Oh, okay. I grew up in Oakland, so I say y'all naturally, and okay. it made me feel right at home that you said it. Good. Glad. Where I've in, never been anywhere else. So. Oh, you never left Texas? Well, not to live. All right. Where do you live in Texas? Dallas. All right. Okay. We're gonna. We're we love to Dallas. Come to Dallas. We're coming to Dallas soon. But before we do, tell us why did you call? Why did you contact us? What's going on? Okay. So. <laughs> Um, so I was married before and, um, you know, he was, he was an asshole. So we got a divorce and before, you know, we had a daughter. And so if you kind of fast forward, now I'm engaged. Um, congratulations. And thank you. And, um, we live together, but him and the ex have not met. So, um, it's been like two and a half years that we've been dating. So I feel like they should meet, but he's, he's a little crazy. Oh, the ex is a little crazy. And that's also the the father of your child. Yes. How is, in what way is he crazy? Um, well, like to hint to my new fiance, they were going to meet and, um, the ex said, you know, have him bring a social security card. I want, you know, wanted all his information and stuff. Why um, Why are you arranging a meeting for these two? Because they have to meet because they're getting <laughs> married. Well, I mean, I feel like they should meet. Right, but arranging but... it like the two of them together? Right. That seems a little weird to me. <laughs> it's a little weird. I don't know what to do, though. Wait, well, what was the purpose of the Social Security card? To do like a background check? Well, I guess so, but you don't. I don't think you have to have that. <laughs> no, I don't think you I think do. He just tries to be. That sounds sounds like a really chill meeting. Yeah, I think I. <laughs> Wait, you have to deal with this guy on a daily basis, though, because he's the father of your child. Right, and we have fifty fifty custody. So it's not like you know, he's never there. So, um, and and does has your daughter or son met your new boyfriend? Obviously, right? Yeah, yeah, we live together. Got it. So, so, so they get along. So your your ex husband is just trying to flex his little like alpha muscles by doing the social security card thing because sh- your your kid already lives with your fiance. It's already right. we're already past that. So yeah, yeah. I do think probably they should meet. Right. I don't know. I mean, it just feels like the guys, the ex is like gonna try to set i don't know I, I wouldn't trust him you live in texas is it possible to have him assassinated <laughs> i mean can't they have a dinner like or somewhere where he doesn't want to maybe it would be good to have him over or meet at a neutral place oh, no meet at a neutral place maybe so that the daughter is it a daughter yeah the daughter's there and your new boyfriend slash fiance and him so he's not going to act all like creepy and weird in front of his child you know so it could just be a little more like oh or it's all out in the open not like a secret meeting with these two exes who don't like each other i mean i guess i'm more i'm more concerned with you don't even want to have this guy over to your house is that right your ex oh no 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 so you guys you guys don't get along no 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 no. you and him are kind of are enemies yeah we're enemies 
So why do you want your new boyfriend to have a relationship with your enemy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I guess I feel like I should. You think it's like the morally um, the, the right thing to do? Right. Right. Yeah, I think that... Um, <laughs> wait, does your kid have like a birthday party situation? Does the, does the father come to that? Or are you so deeply in no. your... Oh, so you don't even... You never see your ex except when you're transactioning the daughter into his arms. Is that right? Yes. So you don't talk to him at all? Yeah, we never see each other. You never see him? Um, not unless I have to. <laughs> no. Do you text with him? How do you communicate? Like, do you, do you guys have to pick up the daughter at the fire station or what's the deal? <laughs> no. You just pick him at, like, whoever's turn it is. We'll pick her up from school. But do you, you have to, like, text him and be like, okay... Make sure you get her, you know, when I picked her up Wednesday, blah, blah, blah happened. Like, do you guys like keep each other abreast with things in her life or no? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, minimally. Yeah. Great. Okay. I know exactly what you need to do. This is easy. <laughs> Wait. So he, con- when, when, when you're, you, when you have the kid and it's time for him, his visitation, does he come to your house to pick the daughter up? No. He picks her up from school. Never comes to your house? No. That's never happened. She doesn't want him in his house. I don't house. want. No. I don't want him in your house either. Although he does seem kind of good, and I, I am actually on his side. No, I'm kidding. But um, no. Uh, wait, you. When is the? When do you see him? Never. You never him. see him. I, this seems like. Why are you trying to <laughs> arrange a marriage, a, 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 a meeting <laughs> between two a person that you literally never see and are at enemy odds with? I think you don't. They don't meet at all. I was going to say... And you gave him a chance and the guy was like, oh, what's your social security number? I was going to say if he comes to pick your daughter right. up at your house, then the, the the all the meeting they would need to do is for you to say, oh, by the way, this is Rick. Rick, this is Dick. And they could say hello and that'd be the end of that. But if you don't even have a relationship with this guy where he you ever see him, I don't see that there's right. ever a need that the two of them need to meet. Unless your ex grows up a little bit and is like, I would like to meet him. In which case, I think... Well, he does He does want to meet him, but he's just not, you know, he's just mean about it. Right. Like he, wants, he wants to threaten to meet him. What else did he say besides the Social Security number? Anything? Um, you know, he'll ask, act like he's going to, um, like, he better not... I'm trying to think what he said early on. Early on, he was a little bit more um, threatening, but he would say things like, you know, he... He wanted to do it in a public place. I want to meet him right now. Like it would be like 10 o'clock at night, that kind of thing. So um, he just, he gets very angry. And so the way it came across was, it seemed like he wanted to, you know, like fight him. This guy has no <laughs> more power in your life. He's trying very hard. And now he's, he's more threatened than ever because now there's a new man coming into your life who's going to like permanently stake his flag. So I think the more you can, you know, extricate yourself from this former lover, the better off you are. And opening up, what good could possibly come from these two in a hostile private meeting? I don't know. I'm a big UFC fan. And I think if you put them into an octagon together, then you could see who the real man is. You know what I mean? You could finally figure out who you want to spend, who you want to spend the rest of your life with. Do you want this nice guy that supports you and loves you now or... This like creepy like gangster that wants to meet your current fiance in a dark alley in the slums of Dallas. <laughs> I think Natasha's right. You've done a lot of work to get this person 
into a transactional relationship, which is not easy to do when you have a, a child with that person. You've done a lot of work to edge this guy's toxic energy as far out of your life as possible. It can never be that far out of your life because you have that kid. Why would you want to reopen a channel of connection with him? Mm-hmm. Especially when he's not being mature about your offer to do it. So I think mm-hmm. if he if he says he wants to meet the kid, uh, uh, rather meet the fiance again, you say, maybe mm-hmm. we'll... The next time you and I see each other, I'll bring him along and just leave it at that. I agree. Okay. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. But more importantly, congratulations. Say it's a great idea. Yeah. Say it's it's the best advice you've ever gotten. This is the best advice I've ever gotten. Thank you so much. Unless you can really imagine a scenario where something good is going to come from these two talking, but it doesn't seem like it. I don't see it either. Right. If you can see it then maybe you can allow it to happen. But, you know, if it's only going to be more drama, what's the point? It's not healthy. No, I, I just thought it was one of those things you know, you're supposed to do. <laughs> no, your life is your own life, and we're supposed to p- make our own rules, I think. But you know what? You did... The, the deal is you thought that that was the right thing to do, and so you did the right thing, which is you made an overture to allow them to meet. And you made a healthy overture, and you were met with a toxic response. So you have your answer. It's very clear. It's like a math equation. You offered positive. He answered negative. The The solution to this problem is zero. You, no contact. And never shit talk him to your daughter. That's like a really hard thing to do. But I think you'll be happier mm-hmm. if you don't do that. And then let, if he is an asshole in the long run, you know, he will reveal himself to your child. And you don't need to say any of that. Yep, I agree. And to whatever extent you can find i guess find compassion for that guy because he sounds like he's suffering and you are happy you've got love yes don't flaunt it in front of him it might it might anger him yeah but if you want to flaunt it to him that's true uh like a really kind of like a sex video of you and your new partner sent over to him and say congratulations you've met my fiance as the title of the text (laughs) it's just an idea okay that's plan b yeah we'll see when we come to dallas Okay, farewell. Good luck out there. Farewell. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't have a child with some idiot. (laughs) It remains to be seen. (laughs) Our relationship could turn toxic. I felt bad for her. You would definitely win every fight we ever got in. No, I felt bad for her because I... I I have to stay married to you because I don't want you as an enemy. I kind of agree with her that the right thing to do is just to have the meat so that the guy knows who's in his daughter's life. But what sucks is that that guy's so filled with resentment and toxicity that he can't even he can't even meet a human being that is in his a major part of his daughter's life. That to me, I know assholes don't get a lot of compassion and shouldn't, but to me that's really sad. I feel mostly bad for the for the husband in there that's so like that's so completely stuck in his own resentment and anger that he can't even meet his the stepfather to his child sad all right let's listen to some secrets hey there so my secret is that uh my grandparents uh are actually step siblings <laughs> um, like they were raised in Utah. They were Mormon. Um, they got married. My, their parents got married when they were about 13 and 14. 
My grandmother was pregnant by the time she was 17. They were married for about two years, and now they're not. But I've always watched incest porn, and I never knew why. But I think I get it now, because it's probably genetic, but I don't know if that's a good excuse. I want to know if he has a sibling. I mean, oh, right. He should find out if his siblings watch incest porn, too. Is incest porn a thing? I don't know. Yes. It's actually quite a thing. It's a classic thing. Oh, really? The porn classic is called Taboo. And they're like, oh, you're my brother. I want to fuck you. Exactly. By the way, I don't even think it's that freaky to marry your step-sibling. I mean, I, I mean, it's freaky. It's weird. But it's certainly not. It's like, I mean, is it? It's not that bad, is it? Your step-sibling? They're not even related. Yeah, I, I don't I don't see it as that bad. I mean, it's not good either, I guess. But that is very funny. That was a nice twist that at the end. He's like, I would be less concerned with the fact that you watch incest porn and more concerned with the fact that the fact that you watch incest porn is related back to your sexual fantasies for your grandparents. Now, that's where you lost me, buddy. <laughs> but listen, you're a Mormon from Utah. What does that mean? That's just a, that's a Utah special right there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play another one. Hi, Moshe and Natasha. Big fan of you both. Mostly Natasha, of okay, course. Okay, okay. Of course. Um, so my secret, <laughs> um, I've never told anybody. I am a nurse. Um, I work 312. So it's a long, long, hard hours. Um, to make it through, I sometimes slash most of the time steal or borrow one of the patient's narcotics um, to be able to make it through my shift. Um, it's always, of course, nobody that is going without it. It's a PRN med, so it's there as needed. So I just, you know, take one and they are five. Nobody gets hurt. Um, and it gives me energy to make it through the shift and be kind to people. And I feel like nobody's getting hurt. Um, yeah. Wait, what drug is she giving? Is she taking? She's taking, I think, her, the the, uh, the uppers that her patients are on. And I loved how at the end she tried to like couch it in this like, and it's the thing that makes me kind, compassionate, a true healer. <laughs> I mean, all nurses in a way need a little bit of amphetamine to give this healing energy to our patients. So they give old people amphetamines? I mean, she said it helps her stay up, so it couldn't be a painkiller. Right. That'll put her to sleep. But right? I wish I knew the name of it. Why? So you could go into nursing? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds. I mean, it's like, is there like a pill that just gets you through the day? Yeah, it's called Adderall, and I'm on it right now. But do they give Adderall I'm not to, on it. to old people? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I wonder what it is. But it seems like uh, clearly it's not a, a muscle relaxer. This would make me feel very guilty. Well, it's not. But also, I live in, I, I work in a job where people offer me a drink like 10 times before I do my job. It's so. not about feeling guilty. It's like, this is a fucking bad idea. Why? Because what if she gets caught? She'll lose her entire career forever if she ever gets caught. Okay, well, let's say she's not going to get caught. And let's also, say she, she knows how to do it in a room that there's no cameras. But what if there are? She won't know when they install them. And P.S., you get addicted to amphetamine. By the time you retire from nursing, you're going to be a drug addict. I'm, I'm not with this. I think this is as kind and compassionate as that meth you take makes you. <laughs> I think it's a bad idea. I mean, yeah. I'm not, no judgment. I just think it's got She's consequences. She's saying she can't make it through the day. 
well, there's other nurses there that seem to be able to do it unless they're all on PRM meds or whatever it was. <laughs> I think you got to stop, man. And it, I, I just, it, there's too many possible bad outcomes to that situation. It's true. If, ooh, if a, what if a patient died on your watch and then you got blood tested and then you had their PRM meds in your bloodstream? Boom, manslaughter. Now you're nursing in San Quentin. Also, what if it impairs your judgment in some way? Yeah, I got to tell you, nurse, I don't like it. We think you should stop. Yeah, maybe get like a medical marijuana subscri- uh, prescription. That's a, Or actually, a subscription. That's actually a good... Yeah, get a subscription to Medical Marijuana Monthly, <laughs> MMM. That's actually a great idea. You should start smoking weed and then just go smoke your own weed on your breaks and you could be like high in a good way. Yeah, I don't know about taking their medicine. Meth, meth no good. Meth, 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 not good. As a friend good. of mine said... Avoid white powders. Amen. And now we're going to call Emma from Rhode Island, the smallest state in the union. One of my favorites. Hello? Emma. Emma. Hi. Is this Emma Stone? (laughs) Uh, I wish. Why? You're great just the way you are. Although I do wish I was talking to Emma Stone. Uh, Emma Hi, Watson, Emma. how are you? Hello. Hi, I'm doing pretty good. Good. It's Natasha and Moshe. Hi, I'm so excited. Oh, good. We're glad. Sorry we're calling so late. Uh, That's okay. How's Rhode Island? Where are you in Rhode Island? Uh, I live right next to Providence, although almost everywhere in Rhode Island is right next to Providence, so that's not saying very much. That's a small state joke, Emma, and I am glad you made it. Well, I love Newport. It's (laughs) one of my favorite places in the world. It is really cool. Uh, Emma, tell us what's going on. What is your dilemma? (laughs) So I graduated from college in May, and... I'm living with my parents and I'll be living with my parents for the foreseeable future until I get a good enough job and like a high enough monthly salary to move out. Um, And so in the meantime, I was wondering if you have any tips on how to have like any semblance of a dating or a sex life. Are you dating? I'm living with my parents. Are you dating anybody right now? No, I haven't really thought I, I was able to I don't really have a lot of privacy right now oh so you wait uh, do it, you have your own room there I do have my own room are, but... your par- are your parents older and maybe hard of hearing so when you're banging it out they won't be able to hear it <laughs> no we have very thin walls like you can hear when someone's walking around even now uh, you say you're going to be living with your parents for the unforeseeable future why why do you say something like that I don't think she did. I think she said the foreseeable future, which is the phrase. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know when it's going to end. So I think uh, that's your first so, problem. What is the problem? I yeah. think she needs to have a goal to get out. Oh, right. Are you working? I have three jobs. You have three jobs. What are they? Uh, so I'm a graphic designer. And uh, so there are three jobs in my field, which is really cool. I work for a theater a publishing company and a nonprofit in Boston. Oh, so you're unemployed three times. That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, it sucks. I'm working six days a week. Whoa. And that's not enough to get like a a single apartment in Providence? Um, So I can't always piece together a 40-hour work week, even though I'm working a lot. Mm -hmm. It's like really inconsistent hours. And one week I'm working like 10-hour days, six days a week. And another week I have like four hours. It's not really reliable and how old are you emma but 
I'm 22. Okay, Emma, here's the deal. I hope my daughter lives with me when she's 22. Do you really? Yeah, because I love her. But do you hope she has a degree in nonprofit theater arts and <laughs> is hoping to someday get a 40-hour work week? No, Emma, I'm kidding. Listen, why does your sex life involve you bringing men back to your house? That's the part I'm not understanding. Isn't, yeah. isn't the whole dynamic that like you go find a man and then... Or a woman. Or a woman. Whoever, a woman. A woman. Be a woman. You go find a woman and then you say to the woman, oh, you're a lesbian? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. This is awesome. You go find a woman and then you just say, listen, I'm feeling this. I, I, I want to move in right now. And then you get to live according <laughs> to like a sort of old fashioned stereotype about lesbians. But it solves your mm-hmm. problem. One and done. Do your parents, by the way, are, are you out to your parents? I am out to my parents. Uh, but it's like. I personally would not want to have sex at my parents' house. Exactly. As an adult. That sounds rough. Yeah, and so uh, a lot of other people my age are also living with their parents, so there's a good chance that we don't actually have anywhere to go because Got like, it. Her, her parents will be home, my parents will be home, and like <laughs> I feel like as an adult, I'm beyond sort of sneaking out and like lying to them and everything. I just like sure want to be respected as an adult and like have my own life and right, you have to be, not be a part of it. You want to be respected as an adult who can't pay rent and can't envision a lover that doesn't also live with their parents. <laughs> 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 no, I'm being harsh. I think a fun exercise would be to think of some fun places to fuck that yeah. is not your house. I love that. I don't know if you guys know this, but when I first met Moshe, um, we were smoking in his car. His can't, Lexus. Wait, can't wait for this story to come out. And then... <laughs> I like threw the cigarette out the window because we smoked back then, but then it accidentally like mm-hmm. fell on the side of the car. It got sucked back into the car. So I like pull, we pull, oh, I was no. like, pull over. So I pulled over. I was looking for the cigarette and then I pulled out like this black pair of panties. Yeah. And just like underneath <laughs> his car seat, the, the passenger side. And I, what I said, like the look on my face, Emma, was like, oh, what are those? What? our underwear what is fabric i've never seen but what was going on in my mind was that's where those went i remember exactly when those got lost under the sea but i also thought it was funny that moshe's house was such a mess that he just fucked girls in his car well there is some (laughs) there is something exciting about fucking in a car also because you live in rhode island you guys could uh you and this gal could uh, cross state lines. That could be your goal. You'd be like, oh, let's cross the state line. But where do you have sex if it's, I mean, if they don't have a lot of money, they don't probably don't want to buy a hotel. Right. I mean, where mm-hmm. else can you have sex that isn't the car? I have two ideas, Emma. Ooh, the forest? I have, oh, do you have a good forest? Oh, it's winter, though, in uh, Rhode Island. Right. We're getting towards winter time. Right. Um, yeah, and also everywhere in Rhode Island is very populated. There isn't a lot of, there's not really a lot of places that are just empty. I have, I have two ideas. Well, first, my first idea is a little bit closer to home. Now, okay, you're out to your parents. Are they super progressive? Are they like really into it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So maybe you could have loud gay sex in your room no. and they can be like, <laughs> and it can help them go like, oh my God, we're so woke. Like we, we welcome this. Like it'll actually make them feel like more progressive to be like, ah, oh, our young daughter is flowering in her sexuality and we are allies. That That's my first idea. But my second I idea. I don't think that's going to work. You don't love that one, Emma. I'm surprised to hear no, that. No, I really don't. Okay. Here's my second one. <laughs> Let me just ask you, as an aside, the theater company that you work for, mm-hmm. what play are you putting on right now? Uh, 
Well. Oh, you don't want to say? I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I really want to say it's going to like identify which. Okay. 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 For. Well, here's my second thought. Uh, is cool let's set, say though. let's say that you're per, let's say that you are putting on a Midsummer Night's Dream at your theater company right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I cannot think of a place that I would more like to just bangaroo than in the enchanted forests of William Shakespeare's imagination. <laughs> I think what a lucky break you have that you are living at home with your parents and definitely going to date mm-hmm. a woman who lives at home with her parents for some reason. <laughs> and every month to three months, you can make love in the in the in the Midsummer Night's Dream set. Then the next month, you can you can you could two can be two cats on a hot tin roof making love to the dreams of Tennessee Williams. And the month after that, you can make love in the sparse reality of Hamilton's America. And the month after mm-hmm. that, you can make love uh, at, at at the the porch out front of a color purple. Well, you could also just fuck her in the broom closet or something at your work. Yeah, you could do that too. Fuck her backstage, Emma. Fuck her for. <laughs> fuck her in a costume fuck her in a witch costume i think you've got an exciting future ahead of you yeah just try to think outside Thank the you. box a little bit and and just know that you're not comfortable with bringing someone back to your house so that is definitely not an option and here's the good news mm-hmm. if i can be sincere the good news is uh that you if you do find someone that you like the odds of two people being able to afford an apartment much better than the odds of one that is true good luck out there emma Thanks for calling. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, well, Natasha, actually, we would like to keep going, but Natasha uh, has to stop recording this podcast right now for a very important reason. Well, you're making it sound like it's not that big of a deal. (laughs) Okay, please. I'm sorry. Tell us. I need to wash off my spray tan. Wait. So I get spray tan, and then in an hour and 45 minutes, I have to wash it off. Natasha has a spray tan expert come to the house every Sunday night to spray her bod. And then she's like, she's like Puerto... It's because I'm on a TV show where I'm supposed to be tan. She's like Puerto Rican for an evening. Believe me, I'm not complaining. It's kind of nice. My Carmelita (laughs) over here. My my, my mocha love. But if I wait too long, I might get too dark. Because it has to match. Wow. So you think there's such a thing as too dark? No, cool, it has Natasha. to match from the last week. That's that's a cool message. <laughs> okay. We've had a lot of cool messages this this week's episode. Uh, very much enjoyed talking to you, Natasha. I would very much love to hear from our listeners about what they think she should have done with old Attack Pablo. And um, we'll see you next week. And Tosh? Yeah, Mosh. Love you. Love you too. <laughs> 